What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slab. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. Let's go. Who's ready? The weekend is upon us. You're listening to a podcast about sports cards. Hopefully, you're thinking about that next big addition. I love sports cards. I love doing a podcast about collecting sports cards. I want to thank all of you for taking time out of your busy days in your lives to keep tuning into the damn program to feel and hear the passion. I love doing this. I really do. This is so much fun for me. I love meeting other collectors. I love sharing stories and I love talking about the things that matter. And that is building out our damn collections, not all of the other riffraff in this space. So thank you. I receive so many good notes on a regular basis from people. I just want to share some love back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Excited to unlock a new character on today's program. I got my man, Justin. You might know him on the Instagram machine as 740 Smith Cards. He's a really good dude. I've had so many fun interactions with him and just love the way he collects. He PCs Eddie George, AJ Green, The Miz, Brady, Goats, Um, But what I wanted to talk with him about is just the benefits and shortcomings of connecting with your collecting to fandom. I think so often we let the passion take the wheel and we just go, which is a good thing. But I think there's always some good things and bad things that come from it. And it's just so much fun to express ourselves with collecting. And I love meeting people like Justin who share their process, why they collect what they do, and everything in between. If you like what I'm doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons, but most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the Stacking Slabs podcast. Without further ado, let's kick it over to the conversation. I'm not sure I've had as long of a warm-up with a guest as I did with today's guest. We were talking about family, we were talking about records, we are talking about cards, sports, all the good stuff. Um, and part of the reason why I wanted to bring them on is we have a lot of common interests and we've been able to share that through Instagram. Uh, I am joined by Justin. You might know him as at 740 Smith Cards. We're going to talk about just collecting his passion for a sports team and what he, what he digging into what he collects. But without further ado, Justin, welcome. How are you? Hey, Brett. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It's been fun talking to you for the last couple of minutes. Maybe we start here on just like, I think this is cool because you brought it up when we were chatting before, just like uh, the collecting with your kids component. I think that's something that like, I don't know, I've met so many dads in the hobby who just love doing that and sharing their stories around that. Maybe talk a little bit about just your your kids, the collecting and just like the time you you all share together. It's the reason I collect, I think. I collected as a kid, like we all did, you know, from... You know, I'm just going to say, we'll say around 1990 to, you know, mid 90s present. And I remember looking at my Beckett's and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I wish my dad would have collected. You know what I mean? It's like all this kind of stuff. So like, you know, I I, I do every, what everybody else does. I get out of the hobby for a while. I get my first real job in, you know, late 2000s. And I start buying some cards. And then I put them away because kids, other things. I spend my money on other things, houses. And then around 2019, uh, my kids were into wrestling. So we're walking through Walmart and we walk by the sports row and the cards row and there's like, there's blasters there and there's like wrestling. And I, one of my boys is like, hey, there's Big E, dad. 
And it's like, what is this? And I'm like, hey, these are Topps cards. I'm like, and you know, I get in story. I collect the cards, all this stuff. And, you know, I think a blaster box was like 15 bucks or something like that at the time. So we bought one and we brought them home. And then the next two or three weeks, we did it again. And this was pre-COVID. So they were putting their stuff in a binder and all that kind of good stuff. And then they did it for a while. And then they kind of got away with it because video games and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, COVID hit. And like everybody else, we're stuck at home. And they're gigantic sports fans like I am. And it's like, hey, let's bring daddy's cards out. So we bring my cards out and we start looking at them. And then I get on eBay. I'm like, hey, this stuff might be pretty good. And next thing you know, it is pretty good. And what brought me back in the mid-2000s was I'm a diehard Cavs fan, Bengals fan, all these guys. So I was buying Carson Palmer's at the time. And I convinced my wife to save up and spend $300 on a one-card jersey-worn LeBron James card. So I spent $300 on that. And it was serial numbered out of like, I think, 99 or 49 or something like that. And I just put it in the safe. And then, you know, next thing you know, 2021 comes around and we start looking this stuff up and it's like, this card's worth what? You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's like, so we, we start pulling other stuff out. And like, you know, I was, a, I was a junk wax guy. So none of that stuff was worth anything really. But I was buying in 2008, I was buying some Kobe's, some LeBron's, some Carson Palmer's, some Tom Brady's and all these kind of things. I just put them away. And then we got back into it. And, you know, 2021 comes and my kids are all about it. So, and like anything else, I've never had Netflix. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch sports. You know what I mean? Me and my wife will watch an occasional show every once in a while. So my nights are filled with hanging out with my kids and we talk cards. And next thing you know, I'm neck deep in it. You know what I mean? And it's like the collector's coming back out of me. And it just, it just drove me and my kids. Every night we look at our cards. We, every, we, we do trade nights and everything. It's just something that hopefully helps me live forever because they're going to remember these days and hopefully they pass it on to their kids. It's just something like I'm getting the feels already. Like it's a passion thing that we all have together. It's awesome. You know what I mean? It brings us together. So no, no, I love it. So uh, maybe let's focus in on one of your squads. I feel like, Um, and, and looking at your page, you, you said you PC, Eddie George, AJ Green, The Miz, Tom Brady, Goats, which that no one has that combination of people that you collect, which I think is phenomenal. But maybe zeroing in on just like the Bengals a little bit. I, I know you're, you, you identified as an AJ Green collector. I'm curious. I know AJ Green obviously doesn't play for the Bengals anymore, but the Bengals are the best the Bengals have ever been because of Joe Burrow. Does that influence like any direction for you when your team's really good? Like, do you buy more AJ Green cards? Is it non-related? Maybe talk a little bit about that. I do buy AJ Green cards now because they are very viable. If that makes sense to you, you can get great AJ Green cards and you're not breaking the bank. You, you know what I mean? So it's, and he is a link to a memory of mine, which we talked about it. I had season tickets for when he was a rookie. So like, that was a great time in my life, a fun time where we were making the playoffs every year. And he's always seemed like a great guy, a great dad. He left, you know, in 2021, he just didn't have it left. And he left and he knew it and he did not leave. And he wasn't upset at the city. He came back even during the Super Bowl run and said he's rooting for the Bengals. He finally retired and he said, hey, I'm a Bengal. You know what I mean? So it's like that drives me to even like him more. Plus my oldest boy, that was his first favorite player. And we're all fantasy football nuts. And, you know, 2011 to 2017, AJ was a top three or four guy. And he's not a Hall of Famer. I know he's not a Hall of Famer, but he's awesome. I love him. He was 
you know, Chad Johnson was the guy before that. I was a TJ guy and not a Chad guy, but AJ was, he had a heart and soul. He was an athlete, just got hurt. So I am collecting AJ. It's, it's the only reason I really collect Panini cards. Like he's my, he's my avenue to buying Panini cards. So like it, I'm in, it enjoys me now with the newer Bengals. I don't buy current players. I, it, it's too much of they're going to leave. Then I'm going to have to get rid of them. And I don't like to get rid of cards, you know, like, like Carson Palmer left in 2010 and left a bitter taste in my mouth. Like I say, I was buying cards with his in 2007 and eight. And then he just kind of, you know, craps on the city. And I'm like, well, I don't want these guys cards. So I don't buy them now. I may or may not have bought a decent burrow during the Super Bowl because I thought we might win kind of just on a, on a whim and, you know, on that kind of thing. But I only own two burrows. I get the Bengals. My oldest son loves the Bengals. So he buys the T Higgins. He buys the Jamar Chases, the Sam Hubbards. So I get, I get, you know, I'm his, his CEO of his own collection is under my umbrella. So like I get to see that kind of stuff and I'm like, yeah, if you want a Sam Hubbard autograph, that's cool. I'll get a Sam Hubbard autograph and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, my connection, I try to keep my cards and my fandom apart because I don't want to get a bad guy or any of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't need that until afterwards. That makes sense. Yeah. So uh, one thing you said about your AJ Green collecting that I want to go back to that I think is uh, makes a ton of sense and is relatable um, with my collecting is you said AJ. There's two things. One is like you're not breaking the bank by c collecting AJ Green, but you have these memories of AJ Green, so it's like really fun probably to try to get his best cards. So that's there's one area there, and then the other area is like. It's you don't collect current players, but he's like your gateway to uh, the Panini product. So like maybe talk about like that. Like you have one guy who's like you love, who's decently affordable, and you can just go out and try to get his best and favorite cards, and it introduces you to a whole new era of cards that you like a Panini like Panini products, which you don't have another reason to collect. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, it's it's great to be honest with you. You know, you like you know, you go to a show and everything's Panini products. It's mosaic, it's prism, it's you know, optic and all these kind of things. And Eddie George doesn't have cards like that really. Uh, you know, after after season playing cards, it's not during his career. Tom Brady has some, but I don't focus on that kind of stuff with Tom Brady. So AJ is my chance, and I'm making a gold run of Prism. I only need two more. Anybody that has an 18 or a 20 want to reach out. I'm looking for an 18 and a 20, but like, it's great. And you've talked about Panini one with your wrestling. I picked up a Panini one, AJ green game used autograph. It's absolutely gorgeous. I would have no interest in buying these cards if it wasn't for AJ green. You know what I mean? And he gives me the ability to do that. And I've and I'm big into super fractors and I've been picking up some AJ green super fractors and I will take any, and all of those. And the main reason is a, it's a statement piece to your collection. And mm. B, are there 10 AJ Green collectors? So the golds aren't as hard to get as if you're a Patrick Mahomes fan or if you're a Peyton Manning fan. So like, you know, there's only 10 of them. So you guys have to really go out and fight for them. Whereas there might be me and like seven other guys who are like AJ Green fans, if that many. So like, it makes it so those one of ones, those, you know, super factors or those one of one finites, it makes them more important. It's to me, it's the gold equivalent to a Patrick Mahomes or to uh, Joe Burrow or something like that. Because like right now you could get on eBay and there is a 2020 Prism Gold of AJ Green sitting on there. Like, you know, it's there, it's readily available. It's just more than I want to pay for it. So that's mm -hmm. what makes these one-of-ones more important to me. 
I want to get to the super fractures, but back to the, uh, I think there's an interesting thread around um, the fact that like, I feel this way with like my Andrew Luck collecting when I compare it with Peyton Manning collecting is like the cards are the most important part to me. And like, I've got to connect with the cards. And so that drives my collecting. And so it's really hard for me. It's like once every six months, maybe once, maybe once, twice a year that I'll find like a Peyton card that connect hits all those elements that I'll then want to go spend money on because of what you said, there's competition. It's harder to get cards, but then I turn in over to Andrew Luck and it's like, like there's maybe like me and like two or three other guys out there where it's like, I can go build like the best Andrew Luck collection in the world and have a blast doing it. And it's like a fraction of the cost. Do you feel like a little bit of difference there just on the AJ green side when there's not as much competition and you're getting to go out and just buy these incredible cards um, that you wouldn't, you know, have if you're directing that energy towards Tom Brady. Exactly. Well, and, and you'll be able to relate to this one. I just recently, last week, I put up a post of the totally certified 2014 mm. mirror platinums. I got the gold, the blue, and the red all within 24 hours. And like, I okay, was, so how how did you do this? Because those cards aren't easy to come by. I'm no, curious. No, they're not. And like, I was, I, you know, I was, you know, just chatting with Caleb Power Wheels. <laughs> You know, and I was like, I'm trying to get into these cards, you know, and this was a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, you know, I'm an AJ fan. Do you know where any are? And all? he's like, yeah, I know where one is. And it's like, they're impossible to find. You know, they just don't pop up. So just randomly, you know, my eBay searches, boom, a red pops up. And it's like seven days. And it's just like set at 20 bucks forever. And I'm like, I saw that. watching it, just watching it, just watching it. And it ended a Saturday at like four in the afternoon. So, you know, I won it. And I mean, I'll. It was 40 bucks, which is like out of 25 all day long. And then like a minute later, Andre Johnson went the same thing out of 25. It was like $160. And, and just, in my head, I'm like, yeah, Andre Johnson's a Hall of Famer. Also. I was like, man, but that's a big difference. And, oh, then, yeah. and, and then Justin, you know, PB, what's totally certified mirrors, I think is what he goes by. Yeah. Account. And he puts a story up and he says, did anybody see this? You know, whatever. And I'm like, Yeah. You know, like literally one minute before that, I got an AJ for, you know, a quarter of the price. He's like, yeah, you beat me by a dollar. Laugh out loud. So, you know, I'm noticing I'm, and I'm like, hey, I see you've got the blue and the gold. I know you're making this nice run. You can have mine. You know, I'll sell it to you for what I got. And then, you know, he puts the the emoji like, oh, my goodness, face on there. And I'm like, I'm not going to open this card because I don't want to see it and just send it to him. I was like, I'm just going to send it to him. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, he's like, you have an awesome AJ Green collection. I think if you want the blue and the gold, I'll sell them to you. And I'm just like, really? You, you know, like, you'll really do that? And he's like, yeah. And he gave me a price. And, you know, I smashed to buy it now and his, you know, his thing. And it's just like, I just got three cards that I thought would take me years to find within 24 hours of each other. And, you know, and I got them. And like all you guys say, they're amazing looking football cards. <laughs> I would never have gotten a totally certified card if it wasn't for AJ Green. You know what I mean? So it, Dude, blew, I it blew my mind. When I saw that, so I saw your post and I reposted it and I was just, I was, I couldn't believe, I was like, to me, I love hearing the story because I was like, man, that, that must've been a labor of love to make that happen. And it just sounded like it happened because you had knew the right people and, you know, he built relationships. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was dumb, dumb luck. Like I knew Justin, not as a certified collector, as a Tom Brady collector. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
so, but I knew he was, and that's when I, we just started talking, you know, and we've talked a little bit in the past and it just worked out. And like, sometimes you're just lucky to be honest with you. you. You know what I mean? It was just dumb luck that got me those three cards and they're magnificent. I, I want to go back to the super fractors because I like post about super fractors a lot, but I feel like I don't talk about them on this show enough. And I feel like every time there's like a super fractor thing, you have like this big, awesome collection of super fractors. I'm like, all right. This dude's into super fractors big time. Maybe talk a little bit. Everyone listening knows super fractors are cool, but I want to know from you, like, what is it about the super fractor that you love? And maybe share some of the super fractors that you have in your collection. They, to me, they are a statement. You know what I mean? They're like, I like this guy enough that I'm willing to, you know, spend some money on a guy who may or may not be everybody's cup of tea. You know what I mean? And like I say, when it comes to, AJ Green or Jonathan India or Joey Votto or Andy Dalton. These guys I got super factors though. It's a decent, I mean, they're not crazy expensive, but that's a lot of money to spend on a guy who's probably never going to be a Hall of Famer. He's never going to be collectible unless you live in, you know, Southeast Ohio and all those kind of things. So it's like those cards are gorgeous. And with a lot of other cards, I've noticed like, you know, I've got gold vinyls of AJ Green and they've got, you know, they've got the same pattern. It doesn't hit the same. And you would know that as a, as a collector of, of you know some super factors everything there's just something about it the pride of ownership in that card is absolutely unbelievable like you know it's the only one of one and we know panini is the era of one of one right like they make more one of ones of whoever you know anthony richardson will probably have 700 one of ones this year but maybe yeah but it's not a tops product one of one and to me that's what hits you, you know what mm. i mean i don't have any black finite one of ones I know they're gorgeous. You know, I know they are. But back then, you know, 2014, 2011, all these kind of things, there was we know that there wasn't as many parallels. So like a super fractor was something awesome. And I still I think it holds a great spot. You know, all these guys have these Brady's and all these things, which are unbelievable. I'll never have one of those. I don't I don't think I'll ever even have an opportunity to get one of those. But having an AJ Green. Eddie George, I'm pretty sure, has some Allen and Ginters, maybe, because he's been in some of those collections. But he was done playing by 05. And I know there's, I don't even know if he has a finest 05. It would be in a Cowboys uniform, which I wouldn't want. But at the same time, you know, it's like AJ's my chance. And, and I collect Reds because that was my first passion. So that's my chances to get my Super Fractors. And anybody here listening knows how awesome they are in hand, who's, who's actually held one. No doubt about it. I want to hit this. Uh, we're going to get into Eddie George because I feel like I've seen the best Eddie George cards in the world through several of you all who collect them recently. So I want to get into them. But before we do that, uh, you said something that I thought was interesting, like in in DMs. But I was I've been on this always on this thread of you know treat the hobby as your escape and love it because people gravitate towards it and it's fun to have a conversation around it. You said yes, but like there's like sometimes there's some stress that can come from it and i want to maybe like talk a little bit about that because like we all have our own collecting patterns and stuff pops up that's out of our control and we want to keep the hobby as an escape and we want it to be fun all the time but sometimes stuff happens that can be stressful and maybe this is like maybe sports card therapy right now we'll talk a little bit about just like what those things are and maybe what you have done to like maybe combat that i don't you've seen my page before and Obviously, I don't. I collect some of the same stuff as everybody else does because we all love a lot of the same kind of stuff. But most of my stuff 
isn't overpopulated. So when something hits and it's like, you know, I've got a great group of friends on, you know, social media, all these, we're all into the same kind of stuff. We try to all look out for each other. And every once in a while, there's something that hasn't hit in 10 years. And you're like, oh, shit, I need that. You know what I mean? And it's like, all right, I need to get my ducks in a row. I need to make sure my wife's on board. I need to make sure I, I've got I've got my alarm set so I can make sure I'm, you know, hitting it at the right time to make sure I'm trying to get this bid. And then you'll be sitting there and you'll be losing sleep because you want something so bad. And it's just like, slow down. It's a hobby, first of all. Mm. You know what I mean? And what can I do to make it not like that? So you become friends with all the guys that collect the same stuff you do. You know what I mean? That way you can all talk about it. If one guy gets it, everybody wins kind of mentality. So yes, we all want the same cards, but you know, use Eddie George as an example. There's seven or eight of us. There's not a lot of Eddie George collectors in the world, but I know there's seven or eight really good guys who we all love collecting Eddie George. So we try to make sure, you know, we're we're all on board with what's going on here. And if there's a chance to get something, we don't want to we don't want to just absolutely kill everybody trying to get it. If that makes sense to you. What are like best practices that you implement? Because Every, I think this is something that can resonate with everyone is that like the people that we talk to on Instagram mostly are people who collect the same stuff as us. So like how do you, when, when that Eddie George card pops that you haven't seen in 10 years and you know, there's eight other people, is there like, what, what best practices do you all use to make sure you're not stepping on toes? You know, it gets posted in our group, you know what I mean? And then everybody starts talking. It's like, who wants it? You know, who needs, first of all, who needs it? Who wants it? Where does it fit? Who's got the means at the time? You know, I mean, we, as we all know, we're all hobby poor at some point in our lives, and we're all hobby rich at some <laughs> most point, right? most of the time. Yeah, so it's like, all right, how are we going to get this done? And you know, sometimes we bow out of the way, you know, and it, like if it's something that we all want, then it's like, all right, it's going to be twenty four hour silence for a while until we figure out what's going on here. But luckily, you know, we know it's a hobby, and we know it's awesome, and we've all got great cards. No, nobody's trying to have the best collection, you know. I mean, or Maybe we're all trying to have the best question we can have, but also it's about being kind and making sure everybody's having fun. You know, I mean, it's not fun if everybody has everything, you know what I mean? Unless that person got in really early and they were able to grab all this stuff up before we even knew it was available. You know what I mean? Most of us, as you know, 2020 is about the point when we all really started really digging in, except for those lucky ones who were in it five and six years before that. And they got the cards that we all want. And we, you know, we look at them. We try not to get jealous. It's like, oh, my God, that is amazing. Good for you. That's awesome. And you hear their stories, how they got it. They're like, yeah, it sat on eBay for three years. But none, luckily, none of you guys were collecting at the time. <laughs> so I got it for 50 bucks. You know, so it's just one of those things that resonates. But it's it's a lot of fun. And the community is what makes it so awesome. Like, you know, we, we talk, every, and you know, with groups and stuff. You talk every day. And half the time, it's about nothing. So, you know, it's just community and fellowship, which just is what it's all about. Between me and my kids having fellowship to me and my my hobby friends having fellowship, it's what it's all about at the end of the day. Dude, no doubt about it. And I want to hear about, uh, I know you're a big Ohio State guy, but uh, I want to hear about your your connection with Eddie, Eddie George. And like, it's so fun. And this is what I love so much about the hobby and the community of collectors is that Eddie George, in my mind, is kept alive and how great of a player he is by seeing you and and several other people probably in your group chat who are, you know, posting about him regularly. And it's like, to me, that's cool because it's like maybe not the t- first running back 
that comes to people's minds when they talk about greatest running backs ever. But there's certainly a connection that a lot of individuals have with him because I often see his cards. So maybe talk a little bit about um, why you collect Eddie George. Well, I mean, you could you could honestly make a, a thing from 95 when he won his Heisman to 2000 when they lost in the Super Bowl. He was probably if one of the one or two best backs in the league. Like that's what defenses were after. You can ask Ray Lewis, you know, he even says, you know, that was the guy. But mine all comes back to I was fortunate enough in 1995. Um, I was in high school, really young in high school. And my friend's dad asked, well, my friend asked me if I wanted to go watch the high state game. And I was, I was a sports fan. I was a Jordan fan. I was a, you know, a Griffey Jr. fan. I was a, you know, all these bigger guys, but I never had a team, so to say. You know, I was a Bengals fan, but they sucked. So I went to Ohio State that day, and they played Purdue. And the final score was 28-0, Ohio State won. Eddie got like 102 or 104 yards. Terry Glenn caught a touchdown. Mike Allstott had like 105 yards. So it was Eddie George and Mike Allstott back then. You know what I mean? So – it was an awesome game. It was 28 nothing, And I'd never been to a football game before. And it blew my mind. Like, I'd never been to a, a sporting event other than, like, high school or something like that. So my first was to the shoe, 95, Eddie George. So it was Eddie, Bobby Hoying, Ricky Dudley, Terry Glenn, all these guys who were, you know, all these guys that were NFL guys, Mike Allstott. So it was, like, it was awesome. Like, it blew my mind. And after that, I was Eddie. I was hooked. And I even remember at Christmas time walking through a mall and there was a Damon's. If you guys remember what Damon's were, it's like, a, it was Oh a yeah. The rib place. Yeah. So I was walking through the mall at the time of the Heisman and they didn't, and they had like a half wall and I stood at that half wall and watched Eddie win the Heisman. I remember it like it was yesterday standing in the middle of a mall, watching Eddie win the Heisman on one of their big screens across the Damon's. So like it really did that. And like I say, the Bengals weren't any good back then. And I just followed him through his entire Titans career. And I saw what kind of a man he was. You could tell he was a leader. He was passionate. Like, you know, back then it was, you know, Barry and Emmett and Curtis Martin and all these guys. They were, you know, 5'8". And Eddie's standing like six foot two. Like, I mean, he was just like, you know, like what Derrick Henry is today. You know, he just looked like a superhuman to me. You know what I mean? And the passion he showed. Oh, like, and ever since then, it's he's just always been my guy. And he just comes from that, you know, being there, seeing it, realizing how much I love football. And he was a catalyst to all of it. And I wasn't collecting cards at that time. I'd already I'd already moved on to music in the high school. I was buying CDs and I was saving money for a car and all that kind of stuff. So I wasn't buying cards in 1996 when he when he became uh, in, in the hobby. So his entire career was during one of my offsets of not collecting. So I got back into it and I bought... In 2020, uh, two uh, Fleer Retro made like PMGs and like showcasing all these. So I bought a out of 50 Eddie George PMG. He's wearing his Buckeye outfit. I was like, this is cool. And then I just started digging into it and just got, it was like, all these cards are awesome. And it, it, it means something to me. So that's what brought me into it. And like I say, he's my all-time favorite, all-time favorite athlete, not even close. So, so you mentioned the retro PMG, but I'd be remiss not to men- not to mention the pinned uh, post you have on your page, which is one of the most absurd pictures I've ever seen. Which is not one, not two, but three Eddie George ninety-seven precious metal gems, not red, green, three of them in one picture. How does this happen? 
talk to me about this. Uh, lunacy is how it happens. I'm <laughs> 100% honest with you. I got the first one in 22. So I got that one. I, ha- I had the entire run of all the PMGs. I ended, I've Since then, I've got them all but the 98 right now. I, I passed it on to another Eddie friend who really, really wanted it. And so I had, and the first one I got was a 7.5. And then, I don't know, it must have been two months ago or three months ago. I've, time flies. But a PSA 8 came up, came available. And it's the highest graded green PMG there is of Eddie George. And so me and one of the, another gentleman, we just started talking. It's like, well, I might go for this. And, you know, at some point down the line, I'll, you know, trade you or sell you my other one. So I ended up winning it and I was pumped, had two of them. I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but I've got two green Eddie PMGs. And literally no joke, seven days later, another one popped up and I'm like, you gotta be effing kidding me. This card's not supposed to be readily available. So I started thinking about it and I wasn't going to do anything about it. And just my mindset told me that card does not need to be bouncing around every single card show on the North Coast or the set or the West Coast or wherever. So I did everything in my power to buy it too. For the main reason being, you know, you're a wrestling guy. I was going to be the Jake the Snake. I was going to be the gatekeeper. Find out I was going to protect us Eddie George guys from having to watch this card get flipped all over the place. So I ended up buying it too. So <laughs> today I'm sitting on three green Eddie PMGs. Um, and since then, actually, another one came available, and it's sold on PWCC. Just, I can't, I, I can't do, I can't do four of them at the time. You know what I mean? But to me, and it's, it's me. You know, I shouldn't be thinking like that. It's like I don't want this card bouncing all over the place. To me, it's too important of a card. Between it and his ninety-eight, uh, what is his now out of eleven credentials? Those mm-hmm. are like his two most important cards, in my opinion. And I don't want them to keep selling over and over and over again. So I bought it. Yeah, and luckily, like there's other guys in our group. One of these days is probably two of them are probably going to move on to them, but I just didn't want them just bouncing everywhere. So you in your post, I have it up. You say these cards need to be in the hands of collectors. My opinion. So maybe talk about that from like a collector perspective because, um, you know, we sometimes own cards and. When we own cards, that especially when they're significant cards to us, and we see, you know, that card, a copy of that card sold from a big auction house, like we're paying attention because we're interested in what it's going to go for and to see, you know, the whole is this card, is my card worth more now? Like we all do it. But you take issue with then that card, then that maybe that same copy of that card being sold on another selling platform. And then it's just like hot potato with this card is... Is that something that you're looking at? It's just like, man, I just, I can't sit here and watch that. That and the fact that I don't want to see the card go to somebody and then all of a sudden they, it doesn't sell. So they put a 4X sticker on it and then mm. the collectors can't buy it. So it's like, it's not fair. Holding to, it hostage. Actually wants to collect it, you know, they'll buy it for X. And then next thing you know, it's 4X because they know, you know, somebody's going to want to buy it and next, and or they'll hang on to it and the collector won't get it. You know, I, I don't like that aspect of it. And I don't like the aspect of it bouncing around. I don't want Green Eddie George's every week. You know, like the contenders Brady ticket and the ticket mm. for Brady. That thing sells all the time. I don't want that card because everybody's seen it 7,000 times. I don't want a card that everybody can look at and be like, oh, yeah, contenders ticket, know what it is, 86 Fleur Jordan. I don't, it, obviously, there's only 15 copies of this Eddie George, but for a month span, it felt like it was it was easy to get. And I didn't like it. So, I took, I, I took it within myself to make sure it wasn't easy to get anymore. 
and, and make sure it's going to go to a home that it needs to go to or stay with, I've got three boys or stay with them. You know, when you love a card that much, you do crazy things, but I think they're good things, especially um, with the mindset that you have of like, yeah, I love these cards. So I'll keep them. But if I can get them into another collection, co- another collection at some point of someone who's going to appreciate that, then I'll do it. Yeah. And like in all honesty, it's not my favorite Eddie George card. You know what I mean? It's, it's not in my top five Eddie George cards. I know the significance behind it. So, you know, it made me want to get them for that reason. But yeah, if I was going to give you my top five Eddie George cards, I own, it's not in there. And I own three of them. So I want to maybe hit before we get out of here, I want to hit the Tom Brady. I know you mentioned when you're talking about your safe, you had some Brady's in your safe and then you've got another picture and this card's freaking incredible, but it's the 2000 leaf certified four star mirror gold uh, Brady card, which is insane. Talk a little bit about just like your connection with Brady, why you collect him. I know, obviously, there's a lot more Brady collectors than there are AJ Green or Eddie George collectors. So maybe talk a little bit about that dynamic and how it's different. That's one of the reasons, to be honest with you. I live, my wife's an accountant, and she's always like, "What are you going to do with all these AJs and Eddie Georges down the road?" You know, she's like, "Are you know?" And she looks at it as there's there's no outcome where they're going to be actually, you know great down the road and when i was teaching my kids about collecting i said hey if you see a michael jordan or a tom brady it's always worth a dollar pay a dollar get a tom brady so i use that same philosophy i'm like all right i'm collecting eddie i'm collecting the miz which is you know down he's next to nothing also in aj green so and i can't afford michael jordans that are numbered yeah we all we all know those go for lunatic prices and I'm a big fan of the 99 and 2000 mirror golds, like the Leaf certified cards. They're absolutely gorgeous cards. And Tom Brady's got one out of 35. So I started thinking about that and I moved some of the cards that were easier to, if I ever want to get them back, I could get them back. You know what I mean? To get that card. And I'm, and luckily it was in the BGS authentic slab when I bought it, which, you know, brought the, brought the number down probably significantly to what, what it could have been. And it just, everything hit at the right time and it made total sense. And I'm so glad I did because it is one of the most gorgeous cards you'll ever see. It is breathtaking when you see it. And Tom Brady is, I mean, he's a Michigan guy. I'm an Ohio State fan. So it doesn't make sense. He's a patriot. He was a winner. I never liked him, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I remember October 6, 2013, they played the Bengals at home. Bengals never beat Tom Brady. They, they beat him twice last year with Burrow and October 6, 2013. We beat him. It was like 13 to 6. But I remember I was there with my wife, and with like two minutes left, Brady has the ball. And there, you know, so what's going to happen? Brady has the ball against the Bengals. They're going to get on the score, right? The clouds covered, and the biggest downpour in the history of the earth happened while we're sitting there. And I remember my wife looking at me and giving me this smile like, what in the hell are we doing here? You know what I mean? And it's like, just like, you know, a memory and a melody and all that kind of stuff. It's like a moment in time. It's like three plays later, Pac-Man intercepts the ball from Tom Brady. We win the game. But I remember my wife looking at me in this downpour and it like connects, it connects everything, you know? And plus, I mean, it's Brady. Everybody, you know, everybody likes either loves Brady or hates Brady. They've got an opinion on Brady. And we Mm -hmm. all know he's going to go down is, you know, maybe the greatest of all time if he's not already. So it's something to collect. And I also look at it as my kids know he's a goat. So down the road, people that are 15, 20, 30, when, when they're our age, 
and they have the money we have, they're going to be buying Brady's too, probably, right? So mm-hmm. that when I started buying, that's the it, it takes care of the Eddie and the AJ thing because I've got the Brady's. And most of my Brady's literally are 2004 to 2009 pre Panini, and they're like the absolutes, the spectrums, the selects, but they're all no, you know, 30 or under serial number. And you can buy those cheaper than you can buy a tool mosaic. So it's like, why don't I spend, you know, 75 to hundred dollars on this out of 25 Brady out of absolute when I can buy that, or I can go buy a, a Desmond Ritter base of something, you know what I mean? So it makes perfect sense to do that. Like, yeah, I've got the, I've got the nice mirror gold Brady, but most of my Brady's aren't like that. You know what I mean? They're just low serial numbered. Anybody can find them and they're shiny and they're awesome. Like, here's one, here's a status. I don't know if you can see how shiny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, they're they're awesome cards you know what i mean and they're just fun to collect and they don't there's break, a lot they don't break the bank for brady's you know what i mean there's a lot of wisdom in what you just said and that's just like uh finding a hack i would say of you know yeah the cards on the surface of all the tom brady cards that people are flashing are over most of our budgets but you just have to do some digging you can find the good stuff you just got to do a little work and it sounds like that's what you're doing to keep your brady collection alive yeah, it's fun, and it's and like I say, it's everybody knows the big Brady's. They all see those and all those kind of things. But there's so many fun ones, and they're all serial number. Like you can't find a bunch of serial number Jordans for a price point that we can all afford. You know, mm. let's, let's be honest. So, and same thing with Mannings. Like you know, you can go find all these low serial number Mannings from the mid 2000s, and they don't cost anything. You, mm. you know, what I mean, in comparison to some of this new stuff. So it's just fun to collect, and like I say, it, it brings me back to a moment in time. It still has my Bengals. It has my wife and all that kind of stuff. So it's just like, yeah, we beat we we beat the we beat the giant at the time. You know what I mean? So it just has a good memory behind it. Before I let you get out of here, this has been super fun. I want to hear maybe you mentioned that the even though you have three of them, they're the green Eddie George isn't kind of one of your top cards in your collection or favorite cards or best Eddie George cards. I'd love to maybe close out the episode and and maybe understand like what are what are those top cards for you in your collection? Like maybe give me three of them. I, well, I mean, I can just give you, like, I love 99 elite status and I love 2000 elite status. Those are, you know, low serial they're to his numbers. So 27, they're absolutely beautiful gold cards. You'd see them on my page. If you, if you guys want to look at them, um, I love 98, 99 platinum medallions. Like those, those cards to me are just so photogenic. They pop so well. And in all honesty, I like the red 97 PMG looks wise of Eddie George more than I like the green. Mm. Just the contrast of the color of the white and the red is beautiful. Um, I just was fortunate enough to get a 24K brilliance Eddie George here a couple weeks ago. And worth the hype. So worth the hype, dude. Like <laughs> I, I never, you know, we see them from afar and all that kind of stuff. And like that's a card that hadn't sold in like 10 years. Like it was a ghost. And luckily, fortunately, a friend of mine had it and he was willing to you know, make a deal on it. And like, it is, it is awesome. Like, so, such a, such a beautiful card. And I'm a big fan of just his 96 Tops Chrome Refractor. He's holding his jersey. It's nothing flashy. It just, he's, you know, got his big old smile on his face. And he's like, hell yeah, I'm in the NFL. Here's, you know what I mean? It's just, it's cool. Like a card doesn't have to be, you know, the most expensive card you own to love it. You know, most of the cards I love aren't the expensive ones. They're the ones you get in the mail. They're the ones that you just, you're looking for and you look at and you're like, it does something for you. And, it, and it's, it's not about the money, what the cards were. It's just like, does it do something for you today? All right, let's close this out with this one. When you close your eyes and you think about your collection, all the cards, 
all the memories, all the acquisitions, what is the first card that comes to your mind? 1992 Joe Carter Elite Series. Doesn't make sense, does it? No. <laughs> no. We were, we were middle class, but you know, when you're middle class back then, you didn't have a lot of extra money. And we were, me and my brother, 1992, we were, we love baseball cards. We love football cards, all that kind of stuff. And my dad brought us home a box of Donruss 1992 baseball. And there was Diamond Kings in there, which were the portraits. They were like painted, painted, look like art. And the chase was these out of 10,000 Elite Series cards. And those cards, you know, nowadays, 10,000, it's like, yeah, that's way too many. But back then that was considered rare. Mm. And I pulled this Joe Carter out of this pack. and. For my entire childhood until I was in my 20s, that was my best card. And like, I've still got it. I, I'm chasing a PSA 10. I don't know where to find one. I've talked to the E-Trader about it because he's got the whole set where he's missing one of them. I'm like, hey, if you ever run into a PSA 10 of Joe Carter, let me know. <laughs> Never my favorite player. Awesome home run in the World Series, you know, yeah. all, that, all that kind of good stuff. That card means the most to me because when I was young, like we'd go to the card show and I'd have five bucks. Or, I, you know, I'd see all these $20 cards, these $30 cards. I would never imagine. So 1992 Joe Carter, Elite Series. Was not expecting that, but loved the story along with it. Um, yeah. This was so much fun, man. I appreciate you coming on and sharing some stories along the way. Um, you can follow him at 740 Smith Cards. Justin, we'll have to do it again, man. Thank you. Hey, appreciate it. Hope I didn't ramble too much, man. Thank you, Brett. Really enjoyed that chat with Justin, one of the good brothers in the hobby. Make sure you smash follow on his page. Make sure you reach out to anybody you've learned something from this week and say thank you. It is so important to keep the gratitude going. It is a hobby. It is a passion. We are collecting sports cards. We're building relationships. We're doing all the damn things. You take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back. More stacking slabs on the other side. Peace.